Welcome to a new episode from Perfect English Podcast. Today is all about writing, and we will talk in details about the purposes for writing. Now, last week we talked about the process of writing in general. We talked a little bit about the reasons for writing. We mentioned the main reasons for writing, but today we will talk in details about these purposes. So now let's get to it and talk in more depth about the purposes for writing. Now, one popular way of dividing writing up into kinds, the way that makes the most sense to us, uses the main purpose of each piece of writing as the criterion for determining what kind of piece it is. So we talk about writing to express, in which the primary purpose emphasizes the writer's need or desire to communicate, writing to explain or inform, in which the primary use emphasizes the reader's need or desire to understand the communication. We have writing to analyze, in which the primary purpose emphasizes the inner workings or logic of the subject itself, or writing to persuade, in which the primary purpose emphasizes the writer's need or desire to affect the reader's belief or actions. Now, this scheme makes sense to us for three reasons. The first one is that all writing has a purpose, a reason for being written. And two, all writing tasks begin with the writer's sense of purpose. And three, these reasons for writing have not changed much in the past 2,000 years, if you believe that. So now let's talk in more details about the four main purposes for writing. We mentioned them quickly, now we will have some more details to understand exactly what we're talking about. Let's start with expressive writing, when we said the emphasis is on the writer. Now, people often write to capture their own feelings and emotions, to reflect or help create their innermost selves. Their writing may take the form of personal journals, diaries, poems, essays, letters, plays, novels, songs, or maybe short stories. Many people do this kind of writing, not just great novelists or playwrights or poets, but the person in the apartment next door or your best friend from high school. Beyond that, there's also a powerful expressive component to any well-written essay, to any well-done report. That element of expressive purpose is your own personal investment in what you write. Present even though it may not show up in so many words in your writing. When you write about something you strongly feel or believe, you're writing with a powerful expressive component. That expressive purpose may be overshadowed by other purposes that are informative or persuasive, but it contributes an important element of investment and conviction that is essential to the final piece's quality. And there's the second purpose, explanatory or informative writing. And the emphasis in this kind of writing is on the reader's knowledge. It's not on the writer, it's on the reader's knowledge. Now, most writing done on the job is writing to explain or inform so that the reader will clearly understand. Because it is important that the reader know. In order to perform a task, understand a procedure, 
or account for an action or a result. How can you make this computer work? Why has production in the Santa Monica plant fallen below projections? And what can we do to increase it? How did the increasingly affluent middle class in France play a key role in the French Revolution? The writing done in response to all these questions is explanatory or informative writing. It answers these questions. What is this and why is it important to know? How does this work and can I make it work? Why is something this way and does it have to be this way? Sometimes this mix between explanatory and informative writing appears as a kind of writing by itself. As in writing for record-keeping purposes, notes you keep in a laboratory, journal, records, people keep of meetings, and so on. More often, explanatory or informative writing appears mixed with persuasive writing. For example, here's why the machine doesn't work and here's what we should do about it. Or it could be mixed with analytical writing, like here's the cause of the problem. Or maybe both. Here's the cause of the problem, here's why the machine doesn't work, and here's what we should do about it. So that was about explanatory or informative writing. What about analytical writing? Analytical writing, the emphasis is not on the reader's knowledge. It's not on the writer. It's on the subject itself. A writing done to analyze something is one of the toughest and most important kinds of writing today. Unlike explanatory or informative writing, which emphasizes readers' understanding, analytical writing emphasizes the subject itself. Although it usually does so for informative, expressive, or persuasive reasons, why does this idea not fit the facts? How does this chemical interact with other chemicals to store light? What are the human motives that affect the committing of a crime? Which of three possible bridge designs is the best? What is the prevailing theme of this film or that novel? In each case, the writing is analytical writing. Analytical writing usually combines with other kinds, such as informative and persuasive. It seldom stands as a purpose by itself. But if the writing mostly focuses on the subject itself, and seeks to answer the question how or why, then it is analytical writing. And finally, we have the persuasive writing, where we have the emphasis on the reader's belief and actions. When you're writing to convince someone, obviously it's persuasive writing. Some people would say that all writing is persuasive writing. Certainly, most pieces of writing do contain a strong persuasive element. Even in the most bare-bones set of directions on how to assemble a bicycle, for example, there's a key sense in which the writing has to persuade the reader that this really is the way to do it. In such a situation, the persuasive element may clearly be less important than the informative one, but the persuasion is there nonetheless. Other times, the persuasion is the main element as in TV commercials, many political speeches and editorials. One way or another, the assignment is to introduce and state a thesis that is a main point you are trying to make, to use facts 
or arguments to support that thesis and to explain its significance. It is not much of an exaggeration to say that all language has a strong persuasive element. The important thing to remember is that writing that is primarily persuasive seeks to have an effect on the reader's beliefs and actions. So to sum up, we established that all writing has a purpose, a reason for being written, and all writing tasks begin with the writer's sense of purpose and the reasons for writing have not changed much in the past 2,000 years. And then we talked about the four main purposes for writing, and that is the expressive writing when the emphasis is on the writer, the explanatory or informative writing where the emphasis is on the reader's knowledge, analytical writing where the emphasis is on the subject itself, and finally persuasive writing where the emphasis is on the reader's belief and actions. That'll be all to talk about for today, and next week we will start to get some hands-on or more practical advice on how to write specific pieces. But it is very important to understand the process of writing first and the reasons why we write and the different types we write because writing is all about organizing your ideas in mind. You know exactly what you want to write about and then you start the actual process of writing. This is your host, Danny, saying thank you very much for listening to another episode from Perfect English Podcast. I will see you tomorrow in a new episode.